Welcome to It's Pronounced Podcast with Alicia and Sange. We are your weekly-ish dose of what's happening in the world, in our lives, and frankly, whatever else pops up in our heads. We are best friends in real life, and now you are our friends too. So here's how this works. Every week, we come together and review what's happening in the week. We deep dive into a specific topic, and then we close out by talking about things that each of us are unpacking. Every third episode, we introduce a third to the podcast through an interview. And along the way, our goal is just to have as much fun and great conversations as possible. We're so excited that you're here, that you're listening, and we can't wait to see what comes out in this episode. Let's get going. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we are back at it again. How are you, I'm crying because the thing that you all don't hear because I try to spare you and the thing that you most of you don't know for whatever reason whenever it's time to record or just like talk for long periods of time my nose gets so runny so I have to mute myself (laughs) constantly so that you're not hearing me sniffling the whole time and it's just really rough right now and um it's hard to keep it together between the two of us so i'm, I'm gonna tell you friends it is a the sound like it, it starts from the very bottom of her stomach and then goes all the way to her brainstem so now you're describing the whole trajectory not the whole path yes we are we are an anatomically correct podcast oh my gosh i'm losing my mind uh, whew. other than that, things are good. You know, things are good. It was the first week in February. I personally felt like it was a long one. I don't know if anybody else felt that way. I'm looking at the calendar and I'm like, so it has to be the end of February already. And it's like, no, the way no, I not thought yet. that we were midway <laughs> through the month and we weren't like not long, even like bad things are happening. Just like it has felt like time is moving so slowly this week. And that's just weird to me, and I don't, I don't appreciate that. And I think we can all do better. So, time, I'm holding you to higher standards. Next week, please move accordingly. Thank mm. you. And uh, for me this week, uh, we, as you know, we celebrated a birthday in the household. So, to shout Turn out up. to Mickey, this um, is just water, me. but you can pretend it's something else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we spiked it a bit, but yeah. For so what I'm what I'm feeling right now, Sange, is a lot of joy, right? Like it was really fun, like celebrating him. Um, but then also, I really miss shaking my ass. Like I miss the club so much, and not even all of like the nasty parts and the annoying parts of the club. I just want to go to a free mm-hmm. open space with yes. other humans and shake my In ass to a beat. Mm-hmm. In the dark, 100. percent Yeah, because when the lights go on, you're like, Get away oh, from like me. this is <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I just want to see asses jiggling. I want to also jiggle mine at the same time. I just miss that so much. And so yesterday we were just like bumping jams like in the living room. And I just I just sat there on my couch. Who, who, who no. am I? Yeah. Sidebar, do you want to come over and before I get my table and then you can um, we can one time for the one time. <laughs> we can complete that activity together. I'll get you later. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um. <laughs> What was I going to say, though, about that? Oh, did you listen to the song that I texted you? When The one that I heard on my run, Twerking in the Mirror, that one? 
Oh, yes, I did. I was like, what song that is that? That is the song that I want to hear in a club right now. Because I was, I was mid-stride when the beat first hit, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Not you twerking while you're I was like, there were like people around him running past like the public market, and I was like, hold on a minute. And I, like, it took everything to not just do it in public and also you know when you're running and like maybe you take your shirt off because it's a little toasty under there you know people are Mm -hmm. gonna look at you and so i had to remind myself of where i was and what i looked like in the moment (laughs) you know what song i want to hear in the club i i mean i want to (laughs) hear and it's up and it's up and it's up then it's stuck and it's up and it's up and it's it's stuck (laughs) yeah that's a good one I, I mean, what a classic, truly. Like, I just want to be in a dark hole-in-the-wall mm-hmm. club. You can't hear anything mm-hmm. except for the bass. Like, it's the floor is mm-hmm. sticky. I miss that. I Listen, really do miss that. Listen, if the floor isn't sticky, I don't want it. <laughs> and on that note, do you have any news and announcements to share? I do. Okay, so our dear friend, Gadi, um, that, you know, Gadi, right? Okay, cool. So, dear friend Gadi, she posted this... Um, this thing on her Instagram story talking about the difference between millennials and Gen Z. And I was like, hold up, what are you talking about? So I did some research and this headline popped up. Five ways Gen Z called millennials old on TikTok this week. Listen, my little sister is a Gen Zer and she's always sending me things about how we're old. And I'm like, ma'am, I'm only six years older than you. Okay, I'm really not that old. So you can miss me with all of that. Well, my sister is two years younger than me, and I'm also finding the ways in which we talk sometimes. I'm like, oh, we're completely different mm-hmm. humans. And it's it's very interesting. So, okay, number one, skinny jeans. Apparently, the Gen Zers don't wear skinny They're jeans anymore. I only have skinny mm-hmm. jeans. See, I think that that would explain why I don't like wearing jeans, because I, too, own most of the jeans that I own are, like, skinny fit jeans. And you know how I feel mm-hmm. about pants in general. They're restrictive. They're leg prisons. So I like try yeah. not to wear them. But, <laughs> True. But I think if I like really got into a baggy pant or if I just liked how they looked on me, I think I would I would abandon them altogether. So the Gen Zers, are, they're mm. not doing the skinny jeans. They're into the, the bell bottoms. So they're bringing it back to like uh, the 70s. Mm, okay. Not hey. for me. Not for me. If you insist. But okay, I guess. Sure. Only if you yeah. buy them secondhand, I mean, bring though, it... because what I can't stand is, oh, we're going to recycle all of these fa- these trends, right? Fine. But, like, mm-hmm. you're going to make brand new bell bottoms when in somebody's goodwill you can find a pair of bell bottoms? Please, stop that. Go look in your mom's attic, okay? Yes. Stop that. Don't, don't, don't tell Please me that do. you need to buy them brand new because you did not. Okay, number two is that Gen Zers are doing the middle part I've seen that, in their and I hair. I don't like it. I I honestly feel like Gen Zers are they are starting to look more like Brady Bunch, and fine if that's like oh. the aesthetic that you're going for, like very mod, very seventies. You know what I mean? But like. I don't like it. I don't know. I, I don't know why we decided a middle part was the way to go, personally. 
I tried a middle part in my hair last night, actually. And I, I looked at myself and I was like, I don't know who this person is. Like, it just feels uncomfortable to me. Like, I, and I don't know, maybe that is my millennial ways, but I'm all about a Honestly, side part. even if I did do a middle part, like, my hair wouldn't. Like, the only time I middle part, it just. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I want to do a couple of braids in my hair, right? So then, like, that's the middle part that I do. But, like, my hair don't lay flat. So I don't <laughs> – we're not doing any <laughs> – so none thing. of that. Um, so this third one is one that I felt very mm. pointed at. Um, and, and the most surprising for me was the laughing emoji. Oh. Gen Zers, don't use the laughing yeah, emoji. I think something happened in the last year because I never used to use that emotion, that emoji either. Like I would literally be like, oh, LOLOL or like, ha 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 ha. I would type out all yeah. of my ha ha's. I think honestly, I saw that Beyonce used that emoji and then I was like, oh, it's okay. We're using it now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something changed though. I really don't know what it was. Cause like, I'm not... I'm not much of an emoji user beyond like the swirling hearts. Like that's what I, and like the, mm. you know, the, the, the one, the face that has the hearts around it. That's my personal yes. favorite. Cause it feels like you're getting a hug when you see it. Um, and I like <laughs> to use it to convey that I'm like sending you a hug. You know what I mean? But, and now that we know there is a hug emoji, that one's precious. I love so the cute. hug they're emoji. They're so cute. But yeah. So like, because of that, I was never really using it. And then all of a sudden, why last week was the laughing emoji my top emoji? So you're old. <laughs> so it's me. It's I'm old now. So I go back and forth between the ha ha ha's. Like I will, I'll do the whole thing. And then I will like type so fast that it puts other letters in. So it's like ha ha ha. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's just like how I laugh. Like if you know me, I just, there's just a there's awkward like gibberish that happens to it. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And so, um, and then I use the laughing emoji and then I saw this article and then, so they say that Gen Zers, instead of using the laughing emoji to depict when they're laughing, they either use mm -hmm. the skull to be like, I'm mm -hmm. dead. Right. Or they use the clown emoji, uh. which I, I've never used, or they use, which is my personal favorite that I've transitioned into is the coffin <laughs> because I just think that's so funny. It's literally like, I'm dead, this literally is, in I'm this coffin. <laughs> I like I like you I would like the idea of being like oh I'm dead or like deceased and using an emoji because that is funny to me then as a recipient like when you yes. see a laughing emoji I don't know what to do with it right but like it's just like yes. cool you thought I was funny but when you use that one then you are returning the humor to me and you're allowing me to laugh as well <laughs> exactly no you're so right and um I read a separate article about this because I really dive deep into this emoji thing. And it was like um, how Emojipedia, okay. I think it's called. Like they have like a whole entire encyclopedia for emojis. They were like, yeah, Gen Z is really taking control of all emojis and shifting it. And I'm like, oh, dang, we're going to have to talk in only emojis oh my gosh. soon. That's we're my prediction. We're going to like relearn, like watch, you're going to use the wrong emoji. And a Gen Z is going to be like, nobody uses that one. Like you're using it wrong. Try again. I'm gonna be canceled Super real quick. Fun. Oh gosh, that's not like a big fear of mine, but like, <laughs> could you imagine being canceled over using the wrong emoji or like misinterpreting an emoji? I would be so mad if that happened. Oh my goodness. 
And this is why I'm glad I'm not in the classroom. Every other, I wish I'm in the classroom so much, but this thing, I'm like, I can't be called out by kids. I can't be roasted by kids I'm by using sensitive. an emoji. I'm We're not safe. Sensitive We're not that. safe. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not not the middle schoolers calling me out like, wow, miss, who uses that emoji? Wow, you're so old. And then I'd be like, I'm not though. <laughs> I'm 25. Whoa, like, not. what do you mean? <laughs> and that's not on that. Um, so there's two more on this list, but I'm gonna I'm wait until the unpacking to share because I'm going to take a deep dive into one of them because I just went off a little bit. So we will see you after this break, friends. Yay. All right, y'all, we are back and a little bit more calm than we were when we started, but because <laughs> what we are going to do, we decided this, this deep dive, we would reminisce a little bit, spend some time um, and kind of do a little throwback. So, you know, like when we were younger, there were these magazines. Um, the Gen Zers don't know anything about this, I'm sure, because it's not on TikTok, so you don't know what I'm... So feel free to keep scrolling at this <laughs> But to make this relatable for a Gen Zer, okay, so on TikTok, you know the sounds where they're like, show us your sign and like your favorite color and like all those things and you like point it out on the screen. We're going to do that, but we're going to do it in podcast format. When we were younger, they were in these magazines called like tiger beat and like bop and j14 i think was the name of the other one i think so i like was like j something it's some <laughs> number yeah <laughs> yeah so it was, a, it was in those magazines and so we are going to share that with you all so first we're going to tell you what we're doing for each category and then we will ask for some recommendations so we're hoping that we'll basically make a recommendation circle where we'll tell you some of what we're listening to reading watching and then you'll tell us some of what you're listening to reading and watching and then we'll share it with everyone and just like we did when we did our song episode um however many episodes back we're going to share a little template with you so that you are able to post this on your story and we can repost you so then all the people see what all the people are doing you get it all right let's yes. get into it. <laughs> if you are like us this is the point of quarantine, the pandemic, where we've exhausted a lot of our options. I've watched so. everything on Netflix. <laughs> all of it. Every single thing. And if you're like me, um, I've watched maybe two things and I feel exhausted. <laughs> so I just I would just like some some other some other feedback, if you will. Um so starting off, let's see, Sangay, mm -hmm. I know you are the resident reader of the podcast. Mm -hmm. What do you what are you reading? Resident reader. All right. Well, I got a recommendation uh, some weeks ago from a friend on Instagram because I had been posting the books I was reading and he was like getting in my DMs, just like, read this book next, read this book next. And I was oh. like, okay, I will. Like, let me finish my first one. I'm not ready. So I finally finished the book and I got, I think it's pronounced the Aosawa Murders. Mm. and it takes place in japan and i'm not very far into it because i started it and i immediately fell asleep after starting it so i need to take some more time into it but that's what is like my current read and then i'm going to read queenie and then i'm going to read this book called ties that tether and i don't know what that one's about i just saw it on like one of those book of the week recommendations that's see that's the thing they're trying to sell me a subscription service and instead of buying the subscription service I just screenshot all the book recommendations that they have on those like carousel posts yeah. on and then I get them from the library. You see, I'm gaming the system. That's what we're going to do. Yes, you are. <laughs> 
I do the same thing on, um, so I don't have a Goodreads anymore uh, because I'm trying to limit my exposure to Amazon, mm-hmm. right? And so I transitioned to something called the Story Graph. Mm-hmm. And so it does the same thing as Goodreads. It's just not connected to Amazon essentially. But I'm addicted very much like you to like doing the recommendation engine. And then I just sit there and screenshot stuff and tell me why I haven't read any of those books yet. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. You will get there soon. I will. What was the most recent book that you read? Um, let's see. The most recent that I read. Um, oh my goodness. Let me. I didn't finish it yet, but it's um, How to Do Nothing by Jenny O'Dell. Um, and you're basically um, trying to figure out how you're resisting the attention economy, which is is pointed, right? Like you know, there are things that I'm like on social. There are days where I'm on social media like more than I'd like to be. Um, but I find that. I don't know it's it's really nice because it got me to deep dive into other things like it got me to research a bunch of um the artists that she talks about mm-hmm. or some of the like different movements mm-hmm. uh, of how people have used attention economy so that's something that i really like and it's set in san francisco which i think is very serendipitous mm-hmm. because i've had this book for since the beginning of the pandemic um one of my really good friends got it for me and so I I was sitting there and I was like, I don't know how to do nothing. I really don't know. And they're like, well, we just bought you this book that literally is titled How to Do Nothing. And so now I'm finally reading it. So um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. But I think I'm, I'm in the stage of like, I'd rather research all the things than do nothing. So. <laughs> we do love a well-timed book, but uh, that sounds like an, a really good challenge for you in this time. Very much so. Mm-hmm. So if the if the friends of the podcast want to recommend something to you, Sangay, what is the genres that you usually sit in? Oof. Um, so I'm a realistic fiction kind of gal. That's for me. I like a book that I can put myself in the setting and completely lose myself in. Like mm. I want to feel like I'm a character in this book from the moment I start reading it until the moment I finish it. Um because otherwise I'll just get pulled out too easily and get distracted and then probably not finish it. So that's like super important to me. I love a female lead in a book. Mm. Um, I, I love books that are told in first person because then I, I truly feel like I'm the main character. Um, okay, main character syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. But like just because it's so much easier to like really feel connected to the characters. For yeah, me, and get I'm lost like, in it for sure. Yeah, so... Yeah, those are my top picks for books. I don't have like a, besides that, I don't have like a real genre, but I do, you know, I love a good novel. <laughs> Most good novels I can, I can spend many hours a day in, which is wild because I can't spend many hours doing other things, like anything else, but like <laughs> give me a good book and I'll be there for like three, four hours straight and you won't even hear a peep from me. So yeah, that's what I'm going for. What about you? What kind of books are you looking for? Um, I used to be a very avid reader um, before the pandemic, and now I just find myself not being able to finish like any books. Like I have five books that I just like haven't read um, or haven't finished, excuse me. So um, what doesn't mean that I don't like books. So what I'm asking for in recommendations, I love a self-help. Self-help is dope because I just think it's like cool to grow, if you will. Um, I also dig a science fiction I dig a mystery. I dig a thriller, not a horror, a thriller. There's a difference, please. Mm, important to note. Yes. I don't want to be scared, but I just want to be, you know, like I want to be tense, if that makes sense. 
right? Does that make sense? Yeah. There, there's a difference. You want right? to be like on the edge of your seat, but you don't want to be like afraid that like something bad could happen to you. I don't know. I did a poor job of describing that. Yeah. No, I think I think people understand. Like, you want you... the suspense, like what's going to happen yes. next, but you don't want to like the gore and the monsters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Absolutely. And then you're going to be happy to know, Sange, mm. that I started a new show. Yeah. And by started, I watched one episode, but it's a start. That's a start. start. That's the beginning. Yes. Um, it's called Upload. Have you seen it? I feel like I've heard have. of it. Maybe I've heard of it. Tell me more. Okay. So it's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. So like that whole, oh, I'm like getting off of Amazon. It doesn't apply to this apparently. That's, so. that's where I have the hardest time. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're everywhere. Like I feel like, anyway, go on. That's why. I mean, we're being honest with ourselves right yeah. but um yeah so it's called it's called upload and basically it's if you die you can choose to go to or not choose to you basically choose to die in like whatever natural state happens after you die or prior to your death if you have something like in your will or in, in your insurance where you can get uploaded Ooh. which means that your whole entire like brain and memories and everything gets uploaded into the simulator Ooh. where where you live until fingers crossed that they can take they can like take you back to earth in your body to go into your body because mm-hmm. like let's say I'm in a car accident instead of just being like hey I'm dead immediately I'd be like hey take my body to the hospital send my consciousness here yes keep it safe and then when you fix my body I'll come back yo yes, that and- sounds like a show that we we would enjoy in this house yes. It's funny how, that you say that, though, because, like, the main character, that's how he passes. He gets into a car accident. I don't know. I think you would really like it. Yeah. We we like shows like that. I don't know. Um, I've, I talk about this so much to people that I'm sure I've said it to you before, but there's this book called Feed that I read when I was in high school. And mm, I haven't heard it. Okay. Well, basically, the idea is you have this, like, chip that's implanted into your brain. It's like Instagram and shopping and everything, but in your mind, Okay. Remember, mm-hmm. this came out when we were in high school, which means it was written like before Instagram and all that was really a thing. So you have it implanted in your mind and it can kind of like sense what you want before you know what you want. It's kind of trippy. Okay. Anyway, we made it into a show. I think the show is also on Amazon. So just like in that same kind of realm of kind of science fiction-y. Um, yeah, you can watch it if you're interested. It's literally just called Feed. Um, but the book is not as dark as the show is okay the show takes a a little bit of a darker pivot and it features mainly it features all adults whereas the book is focused on children um Mm. yeah that's all that that's that's how i felt when they did like the adaptation of the giver like i really love the giver as a book and then when they turned it into a movie i was like this got dark for like what reason like (laughs) Like you're reading the book and you're like, yeah, I would, I would like to see what this universe looks like. And then you like watch the show and you're like, never mind who was behind this. Like, this is not the way that I read this in the book at all. I don't know who's behind all that, but I need them to not be doing it like Make that. Make it stop. <laughs> what about you? What are you watching right now? What am I watching? Um, well, Malcolm and Marie, the movie just came out on Netflix. It stars Zendaya Coleman and John David mm. Washington. We watched that last night. It's entirely in black and white and it's basically one night of a couple arguing and making up and arguing and making up over and over and so okay that's what you watch um but what i you don't sound excited about it 
I, what I like about it, let me start there. What I liked about it is the creative minds behind it. So if you didn't know, Zendaya um, was in Euphoria. She also was in Spider-Man and like all of that. And this was like one of her first producer credits on this mm-hmm. movie. And this movie, the concept was created and written all during quarantine. So they created the concept, they wrote it, they got it funded, and then they produced it all during this last year of quarantine. So it's kind of impressive when you look at it from that lens. It also only stars two people. Um, And so just thinking like from an artistic standpoint, to have like that much say in the what's happening in the film, like she was a part of the writing, she was a part of the producing, she was a part of the directing, like she focused on she got to select the crew that she worked with, Zendaya, that is. And then also Sam Levinson, who uh, I believe was a writer on Euphoria as well. Um, and John David Washington was also a producer. He is Denzel Washington's son. So they all had a huge say in how the movie is shaped and what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, So you can tell they're all immensely proud of the work that they've done. And that's that part, I think, is really great. As far as a movie that I would watch for entertainment, No. Um, I personally don't want to, I don't want to be front seat to another couple's arguments because that's like hard to watch and be a part of, but I think that's the point of the movie is like, that is what you see is how they argue and how they make up and how throughout the course of the night, each of them is making valid points. And each of them is like going to be the victim in some arguments and going to be the aggressor in some arguments. And so it it's interesting to watch, but I know for me personally, I I don't want to watch people just argue the whole night because it's a lot of tension to sit with. <laughs> yeah. And then where does that energy, like, it doesn't dissipate, right? It yeah. just sits there with you. And so you're just kind of like, so <laughs> <laughs> um, this, yeah, I don't know. That would make me in an uncomfortable, put me in an uncomfortable position. But I, but what I, but again, what I respect about it is I feel like it is trying to replicate what life might look like for some people, like for some in some relationships, that is what some nights of arguments are like, right? Like you mm-hmm. do just argue on and off throughout the night and maybe it's not like big arguments maybe it's little bickerments throughout the entire night and then you go to sleep and you're still kind of annoyed with each other but you don't really have a choice right because you like you live together or like hey like we're married you know what I mean like for me like I know if I'm arguing with my partner right now I still gotta go to bed with you (laughs) you know what I mean so like we're we're gonna have to figure out a way to like work this out together um, so that's something that I thought was quite realistic in watching it is like, well, yeah, that is sometimes what happens. And then you wake up mm-hmm. the next morning and you can choose to revisit the pain that you felt and the arguments the night prior, or you can choose to just be like, it's a new day. We said what we needed to say and we're going to move on. Um, and so, uh, as a spoiler alert, I guess the film just ends when it's the next morning. And that's it. That's the the closing shot is it's the next morning and they're standing outside and we don't know what the next day looks like. So it literally just covers the span of one evening for them. Okay, artistic. Yeah. So that's like my most recent watch. And so if you're, I mean, looking for recommendations, what is usually what you watch or what what would you like to see? Man, it really varies. I actually really like to watch renovation shows and like shows that you would find on HGTV um because I like to learn how to do stuff with my hands and then I like sometimes I like docu-series so like 
Um, the Crown was one of those things that I liked, which wasn't really a docuseries, but it was it was historical drama. So yeah, so we'll give it that. Um, and then other like actual docuseries we like to watch in this household as well. Like we like to watch shows about serial killers and stuff. Yeah, I because... that's such a guilty pleasure of just being like. Let's just watch somebody get murdered yeah. and let's, <laughs> that, that's it. And let's that's understand <laughs> like their their motivation. Like why did they do it? Like that that's ultimately what it comes down to. Um yeah, some weird stuff. <laughs> I don't I don't even no, have fair. like lighthearted recommendation or lighthearted asks for recommendations because I yeah, I mean, if it's not like a home improvement show, it's probably a docuseries or like some drama that we're watching. What about you? What do you usually seek? Um, similar to what I read, um, I like a, like a science fiction. So like, you know, Upload has the esque of science fiction with like comedy. So of course I like comedies, but not to like the sitcoms. I'm not really into sitcoms. I never really have been. Um, but I think I also, I'm if we're thinking about things like Westworld, I really enjoyed so something with like robots maybe <laughs> I think would be cool let me give me a nice robot like movie or film mm. um, I think that's something I'm really interested in or something with like aliens like legitimately the whole alien franchise <laughs> but um yeah I think that's where I'm leaning more towards right now is definitely going into like spaceships monsters robots yeah, send me something like that. I think that's what I need right now. Sci-fi stuff. Okay, we like that. Me. We like that. So what are you listening to lately? Give me some music, Rex. What you got? Hey! Oh, so this is super exciting for me because like one of my really good friends, Angelina, and I do this album review. Okay. Um, and so what it looks like is what your traditional book club looks like. We come together, we figure out an album that we want to listen to, we take a couple of weeks, and then we go onto a Zoom room, and then we talk about the album, and like each one of the songs, what's our favorite track, what we learned about the artist. It's so much fun, and it's something that like I can have attention to right now, because I, I do love book clubs, I just am not in the place right now to do it. So what we just reviewed was this album called Expectations by Katie Pruitt. And so Katie Pruitt is like a country singer um, and on like a new wave of country, but still gives ode to like the old country roots. And it was gorgeous. I personally rated it a four out of five on the scale. Wow. Um, That's big. Yeah. yeah. And I it, and it was really a beautiful album. Um, and it, if you do like country, so I'm talking like Brad Paisley, like Alison Krauss, kind of Reba-esque things. Like I would definitely listen to it. So again, Expectations by Katie Pruitt. And if y'all know me by now, you know that I'm just out here doing my thing, listening to hip hop, R&B, all of that. Um, so, you know, Up by Cardi B just came out. Whereas the music video, you know, Cardi did her thing. The, the, the song itself though, the song itself is really flowing through my veins in this current moment. Let me let me jump on this up train here. So yes. I will say her music video, I thought it was creative. Yes. I don't think that the dance sequence was all that, but no. the visuals that she was giving, I was like, oh, that's a that's really creative. Like the Barbie heads and the hair that were like also singing with her. I was like, oh, that's I like that. Like that's a cool thing to see. I will also say the song left me wanting more. I felt like it could have been longer because 
First of all, who ends a song at two minutes and 59 seconds? I take note of that thing, that sort of thing. And then second of all, the note that she ends it on. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there should be more coming, which leads me to wonder. Tell can me. Can we expect a remix? Oh, yes. Because. Undoubtedly. I kind of want to play the end of that song. And then I, and then you can tell me if like you're hearing what I'm hearing. Because. Let's get it. Yeah. We're just gonna go to the end. That feels like there should be more. Gotta play it safe, no face, no case. Okay. There's gotta be more, right? But there's a theory to this, Sangay, so it's very interesting. Okay. So this is going into what we are calling the TikTok era of music. Mm, you're absolutely right. That's why the songs yes. are getting shorter. Exactly. Because people, I mean, it makes sense logically, right? If the songs are shorter, you're going to stream it more. Therefore, you're going to get them more bang for your buck. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And then in the TikTok generation, they're going to like keep playing it over and over again to get like a certain like snippet of yep. the song. Yep. And so you're going to get your coin either way. So yes, I do agree it's very short, but I think it was strategically short mm-hmm. and you're left wanting more. So what are you going to do? You're going to play it again. And not only that, if you listen to it lyrically, um, I think that it, I think she did a good job with her wordplay because I'm I'm just thinking of how the TikTok kids are, right? Like the they're choreographing songs to specific portions of the lyrics. So yes. as an artist, I'm thinking you want to create a song that has multiple little segments within where they could pull any of those chunks from your song to make mm-hmm. a dance or multiple dances to your song. Like there was a time where they were just taking the chorus of a song, for instance, right? And that was a dance. But that's, yes. we don't want that. That's boring. So the more areas that you as an artist provide, the more play your song is going to get. Smart, smart girl, Cardi. Smart Cardi? What about you? What's going through those ears of yours? Hoo-hoo! What have I been listening to? <laughs> um, okay, so I've been listening to quite a bit this week. This has been a heavy listen week for me. As you Ooh. know, I go through like reading heavy, uh, TV heavy, and then like music and podcast heavy weeks. And this happened to be a podcast and music week. So I listened to Dissect this week, which is, um, it's a podcast. And they did a seven episode series on Black is King by Beyonce. Um, yes. They had previously done a series on Lemonade, which was phenomenal. I really love Dissect. I can't recommend it enough. Like they just go so deep into all of the music and like the visuals and the meaning and they interview people who worked on the project. And so the like their sources are verified and anyways, it was very good. And because I was listening to Dissect, naturally, I went back and listened to the Blackest King album as one would. So that was kind of like where I spent a lot of my time musically this week like i'm just gonna listen to black is king over and over and over <laughs> because it's great um <laughs> and you also want to like hear the things that they're talking about like in dissect exactly so. and and so then of course i had to go back and rewatch it because i'm like i need to see what you're referring to like when they're talking about uh the usage of specific colors for instance or like specific actors in the film they're the way that they're moving, the way that they're engaging, like I need to see it for myself. So one thing that I hope that Dissect does in future seasons is becomes a visual podcast because then you can like 
they could do like a split screen sort of situation because when you're talking about music, they do play the music through their podcast to say like, for instance, in this verse or like when they break down the way that the percussion plays in a certain song, like they'll do it layer by layer. But especially when you're talking about a visual album such as Black is King or Lemonade, you do need to have the visuals accompanying it because otherwise your listener doesn't really know what exactly you're talking about unless they've seen it. So that's that's like an aside for dissect. Take note. Do with it what you will. <laughs> but beyond um, beyond Black is King, beyond The Gift, beyond, beyond all Beyonce. of that, beyond Beyonce, <laughs> <laughs> I found this song, which I've told you about, um, and I mentioned in our Week in Review, called Twerking in the Mirror. It's... <laughs> we gotta play it. <laughs> or so a snippet, good. if you Let me play a snippet a for y'all. <laughs> I just put it on my running playlist because I was like, oh, it's so good. So it's by the Ying Yang Twins, um, and here's what it sounds like. All right, guys. So <laughs> before I, uh, oh my god, yeah. So, so not me over here, like, oh my god, I missed the club, and then me bouncing in the chair, like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. But that <laughs> that has been a song that where best friend was some time ago. Now twerking in the mirror is for me, and it's a very just high energy. I don't know. I don't even. I, the first time I heard it, I I couldn't control what was happening to my body. I literally couldn't. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, I don't know the song, but I want to dance to the song. And I was like out in public on the street. Like there were people around. I'm mid stride in my run and like literally trying to contain myself so that I didn't respond in an inappropriate way to the song. So that's... she belongs to the street. <laughs> Actually, I belong to the sheets. Let's make that clear. You do. We'll you be do taking a nap soon, but um, <laughs> yeah. So that that is one that I've been listening to, and then of course, for whatever weird reason, this morning I was listening to my sad girl playlist. Not because I'm sad by any means. I'm actually in a really great mood today. If you can't tell, yes. Um, I just was like, I want to, I want to sing to my sad songs. And so I did. So I was like listening to it while I was taking a shower and singing along. And Isaac comes into the bathroom and he like peeks his head around the door and he goes, are you okay? Yes! <laughs> Should I be concerned? And I was like, what? Oh yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to alarm you. I'm not sad. I'm like, actually I'm feeling great. Like emotionally, mentally, I'm good. Um, I just wanted to listen to these songs today. I, I didn't mean to alarm you. <laughs> so glad that he was emotionally aware enough to be like are you good he's like, so, he's, it's like it's the sweetest thing and also it catches me off guard sometimes because like sometimes you just want to hear the song and not associated with the mood and like for me sometimes the song is sandcastles because it's such yeah. a brilliant song um but i forget that it makes me cry when i listen to it and it's a very sad song for me so of course he hears that song playing and he's like did I do something? Like, should I be concerned about you? I'm like, actually, you've done nothing wrong. Like, there's there's no reason to be yeah. on edge right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
So if people want to share recommendations with you, would it just be sad girl leaning? Or are you looking for some other things right now? No, right now I want you to send me music for the club. That's what I want because we're going to recreate a club in my home soon. Um, A two-person club (laughs) for Alicia. (laughs) That's what we're doing. Um, So we need your recs for that. I need your recs uh, so I can build a whole new playlist for us to dance to. Yeah, what about you? What sort of recommendations? Do you want more country? What do you want people? Yeah, what I, so Anhanina and I talked about this, like both of our childhoods have been really, really revolved around country music. Like, so I'll speak for myself, like my dad loves country music um, and that's something that I grew up with. And so listening to this album was the first time in a while that I really got like to listen to country music. Like I've, I've heard snippets here and there, but it was, it was really, really cathartic for me. Um, so please send me your country vibes. I'm not really into new country. It just like really doesn't get me going as much as old country does. So if you have something like bluegrass or like old country, please send it my way. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts there, but then also like, Send me stuff from the, for the club. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I live in two worlds. It's fine. I can it's be a you know, holistic human. duality. Okay. That's what it's And we respect duality here. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, hey, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this section. Um, but yes, please send this to some friends who you think would either like some of the recommendations that we have shared with you all of the things that we're reading and watching and listening to. But also, you know what we're looking for. So send it to us as well. Like send us those recs and you know how to send them to us via Twitter or Instagram. If you have links to the songs, I would appreciate that as well because then I can just add them all to a playlist and share the playlist with you all afterwards. In fact, I think we should curate a playlist together. And I'm saying- Why not? That sounds like a great idea. (laughs) So beyond the like send to your friend and give us recommendations, I really mean- Let's make a collaborative playlist on Spotify for our Spotify listeners, because that's what I got and that's what I know how to use. I'm going to make a collaborative playlist. I will share the link and you can add your best club songs to that playlist. And that will be the playlist that we use to turn out. And then we can also do a curated list of all of the shows, movies, podcasts, books you're reading right now so that, you know, we can all help each other during this time. So you can just go to one spot, get all the things, and there it is. Absolutely. And that one spot is going to be our website, just so you know. Okay, plug. (laughs) And what is the website saying? If you're wondering, you can find our... (laughs) It's it's pronounced pod.com. That's it. Go there. You'll see the stuff there and then you can you know look at it yourself and watch some things listen to some things yeah sounds good yeah so we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back all right friends you already know what time it is we are unpacking some things starting off with my girl Sangay, what are you unpacking today? Hmm, what am I unpacking? Well, as you know, we ended our no spend month um, at the end of January. So Sunday was the last day. And then immediately on Monday, I went and started spending money in as many places as I could because I have a problem. That is what I learned that month. <laughs> as one does. As one does. <laughs> 
do you have like um like figures like do you know how much money you saved or not or just like kind of overall arching no and it's hard because like as you know we are still settling into our house so for like a lot of purchases that i make are like for my house or like Mm. things that are like like the things that I named to you that I ordered online was for my computer, which is for work. So that doesn't feel like a very personal purchase to me. So I actually, I don't feel comfortable counting it as like my spending because it's like, this is to make work easier for me. So like the part of the job that I have to do Um, or like- And especially having to do it at home. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. So yeah, and also, normally like in normal times I wouldn't say that I spend money a lot I think I spend most of my money eating out truth be told um or like buying coffee just like meeting like that's a social thing to do like you'll yeah oh let's go get like a bagel together with a friend and then you're spending eight dollars on a bagel because bagels in SF are ridiculously priced but that being said (laughs) that's where like most of my money was going prior to this month and then this month I wasn't going anywhere and spending money on anything so hard to say I could check but I think also with the pandemic spending has looked just weird in general so I would like to see it's like hard to keep track yeah I would like to see like outside of a pandemic time what my spending looks like and then do another no spend month and just see like what the changes look like because for now it was really just like don't I wasn't ordering food for myself on like Friday nights, which is something that we usually do in this house or like, honestly, that was the biggest thing. <laughs> um, or <laughs> You're like, come to think about it. <laughs> that, was the, that was like the main thing for me. Um, Cause all of my like household stuff, I just waited. I knew I was going to buy it. And then I just waited and then bought it at the end of the month. So, um, and that is something like when I think of impulse control, that's something I'm trying to teach myself. Like, just because you can and you see it and it's available and you want it does not always mean you have to do it in that moment like try and wait a little bit longer just practice waiting just like I don't know delayed gratification which is hard you know we're so used to getting instant verification when we want something especially if you use like Amazon Prime it's there and sometimes the next day sometimes two days later so um, that's true it's something that I feel like I have to reteach myself because like growing up we waited for weeks sometimes yeah. for packages and, and I think like thinking about the pandemic a lot of people um, have shared either on social media or just some of my friends have shared that they use purchasing items to like look forward to something yeah. because every day is so monotonous or every day is repetitive and so if you can track a package or if you can like have something show up on your doorstep yeah. that's like the extra fix that you need it is exciting okay i'm not gonna lie i get excited when i see our our, our uh postal worker at our mailboxes i do get excited because i'm like oh i wonder what what you're bringing today you know what i mean or like mm-hmm. when the doorbell rings and we're not expecting anyone and it's a package i'm like ooh, a package sometimes i forget because like maybe i black out or something when i'm buying things i don't know but that <laughs> well that's not me that's <laughs> Sometimes I forget the things that I buy and then they show up and then I'm like, I don't remember buying that. But anyway, um, that being said, it is very exciting and it does feel really good. So um, that's kind of been what I'm sitting with this week is like the end of the not spending and the beginning of the decluttering. I think it's hard when I'm like not really trying to go that many places. So 
I have mentally decluttered things from my home, but they are still mm. physically in my home because I'm like, I'm not trying to be at Goodwill and dealing with people. No, <laughs> like, seriously, though. If I, I can't just you. drop it, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. So, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll just do one big drop at the end of the month so we limit how much we're out there. Yeah. That's fair. Good luck with that. Like, I know that that's hard in itself to like get rid of things at least for me it's like very hard to get rid of things especially if, if they have some level of sentimental value even if that's something that I just placed on it <laughs> incorrectly right um, but I bought the yeah. sponge when I first moved in and I can't get rid of yeah yeah I've been there I've been there <laughs> well what about you what are you unpacking um, so, I mean, continuing on like my week in review, I, after I saw that Instagram post, I really went into like the differences between generations. Um, and so I'll finish off the list cause I know you're, you're here because of that. You're like, girl, you said five and you said three only. So here are the other two. Um, so the other, so one of them is texting or being on Facebook is something that millennials do. Gen Z's communicate through Snapchat. I have snapchat i haven't used snapchat i i use snapchat very like sparingly and it's thought, just wild to see that it's having a resurgence i was gonna say i thought that we were all off of snapchat i genuinely thought like it died but i guess when we left it the gen zers were like all right it's ours now or i mean the same thing with omegle right gen ah, zers are bringing it back that's true i th- i find that interesting I, don't, I wonder why. I would like to know why. I, I understand, like, not using Facebook, but I, to me, I remember I was using Snapchat at a time where everybody who had me on Snapchat also had my phone number. So mm. if somebody was communicating with me only through Snapchat, I got annoyed because I knew that you had my number and you knew that you could text me. Yeah. Um, but I know, like, that's different. I also, like, downloaded Snapchat, like, probably weeks after it was available in the app store so i know i was one of the like first users when it came out but <laughs> just to date myself a little bit i guess <laughs> well i remember my freshman year in college when i heard about snapchat mm-hmm. and people were recommending it to me because you could send certain things on snapchat and receive certain things on snapchat and they would disappear I'm just gonna let you fill in the blanks. <laughs> but so so it's so interesting, like fast forward to now that Snapchat is becoming their like main preference for communication, um, along with Instagram, right? But like I think Snapchat's the more interesting one for me, considering like, you know, I, I shared the difference in age between me and my sister. And there are times when she sends me something on Snapchat and she's like, oh, did you see what I sent you on Snap? I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. Like I, I don't have post notifications or I don't have, you know, all the things popping up on my phone. And so I have to go in and there's just like hours of things that she sent me that I just like didn't watch. And so if you send me something on Snapchat, I will get to it at some point. It's just not my immediate thing. So I don't know, maybe that's the, the old geezer in me. <laughs> uh, so last but not least, and this is something I'm just like, I think has larger implications for what the job market is going to look like in the future is that they are Gen Zers are actively against capitalizing like they just write everything in in lowercase yeah 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 do you know who does that who Herman does that yeah and Herman is a Gen Zer Herman is and I noticed that when I was looking at his podcast 
uh, ask your dad. This is not, I mean, it's a plug, but it's like, it wasn't an intentional plug. I was looking at his episode um, titles. All of them are lowercase. And in the descriptions, everything's lowercase. And I was like, hmm, that's an interesting stylistic choice. Because I know people like Bell Hooks, for instance, like that was an intentional choice made. So Mm -hmm. I've always been curious about the why. And also when you first said that, I thought you were talking about um, capitalism, like, as like oh no like <laughs> legit like legitimately stylistic choice of capitalizing any letter in a sentence yeah not me being like so the gen zers are socialists we get it like i already know that that's that's not new skip next yeah <laughs> but like what i'm finding is i work with a lot of gen z's gen zers whatever you call them gen z folks <laughs> at work and I'm, I'm noticing a lot of that where like the communication I'm receiving is in lowercase um, and also it's just something that I'm thinking about I, I, I don't know because like you're gonna go but then hmm, now I'm thinking about it because like we learned cursive when we were in school right and like kids don't need to know cursive right now so are we at the point where we're just gonna be such a like digital community that we don't really need to capitalize letters like because now I'm like, why do I capitalize letters? Only because somebody told me that that's what you do for the first letter in a sentence, right? So I'm like, if you get the point across, does it really matter? I don't know. That's a really good point. Yeah, like if I if I don't need, if I can see the punctuation, then why do I need to capitalize? It makes me wonder if it's like a, an anti-establishment sort of movement like we're trying to like lift the the rules and this is like one way that we're gonna do it um and then i'm like oh man do i need to get on board with that like is that something that i need to to get with and be okay with or can i still capitalize because that's what has been ingrained in my my mind for the last 28 years and maybe that's what i'm unpacking is (laughs) (laughs) anti-establishment Can I share one more thing that is a very small thing that I'm also, I, I, I've been thinking about for a few days now? Please. It's it's not serious, but hear me out. It's related to stylistic choices and grammar. Okay. Tell me more. Okay. So fill in the blank. I'm going to give you a noun and you're going to, you're going to tell me the verb associated with that noun. Okay. Okay. So your first noun is vacuum. Suck. Okay, never mind. I give you poor instructions. What I wanted you to say was vacuuming. So with a vacuum, you use a vacuum to vacuum your rug, right? You would say, I am vacuuming the carpet. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I thought we were doing a word association. I know, that's what I'm saying. I didn't do a good job (laughs) explaining. Now that you know, here's your next word. Mop. Mopping. Swiffer. Swiffering. Broom. Sweeping. Why? That's what I need to understand. <laughs> That's what I need to understand. <laughs> because, and the reason this came up is I was watching a YouTube video on this guy who was like doing a patio install. That's not the point. The point is he picked up a broom and he was like, yeah, so you just want to make sure you really broom all over this. And I said, you want to make sure you what? You do what? And, then, <laughs> and he kept saying, yeah, so I'm just brooming and brooming and brooming. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you heathen, how dare you? But then the other day I was brooming, and now I'm going to say brooming, I was sweeping my kitchen, 
with my broom and I was replaying that and I was trying to understand like why it was so, it upset me to my core that he's yeah. brooming instead of sweeping. And I was like, everybody knows it's sweeping, duh. What else would you do with a broom? You would sweep, you wouldn't broom with a broom, duh. And then I was like going through and I was like, well, at first I was like, well, you wouldn't mop with a, oh. And then I was like, oh, you would mop with a mop and vacuum with a vacuum. And you would and even broom with a with broom. Sweeper. So therefore we should broom with brooms right yeah so i want to understand why <laughs> why we don't say that and i don't like the verb brooming personally like i don't like broom as a verb i do prefer sweep as a verb but i just want it to be the same across you know what i'm saying i am okay i'll definitely look at this offline because now i'm like what other things are like that <laughs> Sangay, you are okay. You're diving into existential territory, yeah. And yeah. it was accidental. It was so <laughs> accidental. <laughs> That's what happens. It comes up and bites you. I just like the look on my face. <laughs> Me just sweeping the kitchen, and then I'm like, but why do we say sweeping instead of brooming? Yeah, because you're not going to change it to like I'm holding a sweep. You wouldn't say that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm holding a broom. And I'm brooming. Anyway, so if you know the answer to some of the questions that we've been asking, can you let us know? Also, as we requested earlier, send us your suggestions. We're going to give another one of those templates on our Instagram story so you can participate and tell us what you're listening to, what you're watching, and what you're reading currently. If anything, send us some recs. And of course, we're going to put out that collaborative playlist for you as well. Quick update. Um, in our Instagram bios, we have a link tree now, so you can find all of the links that we name throughout from our Instagram bio. So if you don't want to remember the name of our website, that's cool. It's there. If you don't remember how to find us on Twitter, it's on the link tree. If you're like, yo, where's that playlist that they talked about? It's on the link tree. I promise you everything's there. Um, so you can always go to my Instagram bio or Alicia's at Sengay Nicole or at Alicia Olivas on Instagram, tap the link, and then you can find those things. And of course, if you liked it, make sure that you subscribe and share it with somebody. Yeah, you know where to find us. So with that being said, this has been yet another imperfect production of It's Pronounced Podcast with your favorite gals, Alicia and Sanke. We love y'all. Bye. 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 <laughs>